And it looks like we're live and ready to go. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to the TXR Podcast, the Xbox Roundtable. This is episode number 156, your favorite place on Sunday evenings for Xbox Talk and always so much more. Of course, I'm your host, Invader, and we can't wait to get into all of the news from the past week. We got a look at the upcoming horror game, Scorn, and of course, some hints from Xbox head Phil Spencer regarding new ways uh, to interact with Xbox content with game streaming. But first, let me introduce everyone on tonight's panel. And joining us tonight is one heck of a cool guy. He's a huge horror movie fan and an avid game lover, the host of the Gaming Beyond the Box podcast. Please welcome Wilmy Hood. Hey, bud, how you been? Oh, man. I just finished up Amnesia, and I am playing underwater. <laughs> underwater? <laughs> I'm confused here. <laughs> so wait, you're underwater? It's the name of the game. Oh, okay. I'm just it just came out today. Underwater. I had a key for it. I uh, say so underwater. Underwater. <laughs> underwater. You got me curious, Wilmy. Uh, obviously, it's a game underwater, but like, what kind of a like, what kind of a game is that exactly? It's supposed to be scary, but basically, you're running around the ship, avoiding ghosts and trying not to drown. So it it, it it's it's a different take. So it's not it's bad. actually called Underwater. That's the name of the game. It is. Wow. I mean, because there's a lot of good underwater titles. There's, uh, you know, there's the Sub Subnautica game. Uh, there is the Bioshock game, which is a very good title. Oh there's yeah. A, there's been some good underwater games in the history of video games. Only two that I could think of, Jeremy. <laughs> no, there's a few. There's a few other ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's. It's my favorite time of the year, Halloween. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, is it because of October? Spooktober. Well, that's all year for me. Yeah. (laughs) So what's the most scariest game, Wilmy, you've ever played? Visage. What's it called? Visage. Visage. Is that on console or PC? PC, but it's coming on console. Oh, my God. I know it's one you're talking about. Yeah, that game is pretty scary. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty realistic the way they set it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would. I guarantee you wouldn't play that game Megatron with VR with your VR headset on, buddy. Now you see, I would think that he was going to. So you mentioned VR. I was going to think of Resident Evil Seven. And yeah, VR, I thought I was going. I had my. I would bet that he was going to choose that, but then now I'm merely like because I can't even Dude. finish the game on my television, let alone VR. It's yeah. that good. They did such a great I'm, job with that. I can't even finish Resident Evil 7. I live yeah. in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm on the beach. But when you drive 30 miles inland, I see those fuckers from that game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know what he's talking about, too. That's scary. Wow. that's uh... Yeah, Resident Evil didn't shake me that much. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right uh pretty interesting yeah no i love this time of the year too i love uh i'm a big like i wouldn't call myself a horror buff but i definitely love my 
my scary movies, my scary games, and you know, I'm all about that. Actually, I mean, since we're on the the topic, Wilmy, uh, have you been watching any like really creepy movies lately as well? A few. The the new ones just don't do it. Um, so this time of the year, I go back through Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Tales of Halloween, Trick or Treat. So there's a bunch. I remember as a kid, uh, you know, we used to stay over on Halloween. We used to stay over at people's houses and watch scary movies all night. And that's what we used to do on top of trick-or-treating. And, and I just, I miss those days, man. We just got like, you know, five or ten buddies together and we'd watch scary movies all night and stay up to the crack of dawn. And uh, it was great. It was good times. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you were a kid in the 80s, yeah, it was a different world. Prime time. Oh, yeah. Definitely the horror movies are back then were just, oh, my gosh. Poltergeist, Freddy, you know, Pumpkinhead. If you guys remember Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you know what that gets me the most are the religious possession type the movies. And then, and then the movies the about being movie chased. Ever. So I remember the last one that I saw that really scared the hell out of me. I was somewhere in Stroudsburg, PA, in some hotel or some convention I had to do. And I decided to watch The Haunting or something about Emily Rose or The Haunting of Emily Rose. The Haunting yeah. of Emily Rose. Yeah. Scare the bejesus out of me. <laughs> like anything with possession and, and they just start walking funny and just like, oh my gosh, I can't handle it, man. And then they bend over backwards and did that spider oh. crawl. Oh gosh. I still have not seen that. Oh, that was... Was that Amityville? That's not Amityville. That's, that's, what movie the was Exorcist. that? Spider -Crawl? The Exorcist. The Exorcist. I have not yet watched the remake because they added that in like late because the original showing, she wasn't even <clears throat> crawling down the stairs like that. She was doing All everything right. with the cross. I'm not going to mention it. But the original version that I've seen, that wasn't happening. But I still to this day have not seen the uh, director's cut, I guess, if you want to say. So of that. when the. So when the director's cut came out in the movie theaters, I actually went to go see it in the movie theaters when it came out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, Exorcist is one of the greats of all time. It's the scariest movie of all time, probably. It just depends. Whether, I mean, you know, some people who are very religious would actually say it's the most scariest relig uh, religion, <laughs> scariest, uh, you know, scary movie of all time. Um, but those who aren't say, hey, it didn't really scare me that much, but well, it just depends. For me, The Exorcist, I, I love The Exorcist for a lot of different reasons, mm -hmm. but to me, it's yeah. the, the sound. Not so much the visuals, but the sound. It's just very chilling to me whenever I would hear uh, the little girl speak, and then there's this demon voice. I'm like, holy crap. Um, a couple of years ago, interestingly enough, I, I was at Fan Expo in Toronto, and I was able to meet Linda Blair, and mm. just a very, very nice woman. Actually, we got on the topic of, uh, like, animal rights and stuff because she she had a lot of donations for animals. She was really into, uh, she's really into, like, animal rights. And uh, mm -hmm. she was uh, <laughs> she was really talking poorly about the head of PETA <laughs> to me, um, which is interesting. But, yeah, we, you know, we had a, just a really cool conversation because I'm like, you know, what was it like with all that? makeup yeah. on did it scare you and she was like yeah you know it like freaked me out and you, you read oh, yeah, stories just on a it kid. Yeah. you read stories on it that's why in the sequel 
Like she never, she didn't even wear any makeup or barely any because she was well, so traumatized okay. about it. You see, you've heard stories of this of the actual exorcist when it was filming, and some of the stuff that went on, and the people who died, and you know, just all kinds of crazy stuff that went on. See, I didn't even notice. I'm getting yeah, all yeah. freaked out. I'm grabbing my blanket. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a lot around. of crazy stuff. But, about it. Oh my yeah. god! But as it far is... as the scariest games of all time, I would have to go with the Silent Hill series. You know, to me, the Silent Hill se- series is the scariest franchise, scariest games of all time, in my opinion. Uh, and then you look at some of the newer ones. I thought Alien Isolation was super scary. Um, yes, you know, definitely. For those who finished the game, I could say it's a great game. Um, and it, it's got the perfect thing combination of yeah you know, this monster that we all have known and watched over the years. Speaking of yeah. you know eighties movies, and then um, the audio because like oh you my said, God. the audio really pulls you in. The first game that I played that scared the hell out of me, believe it or not, was Halo. When I got to the part where the flood what? was coming on, it was it was when we got to the part, the level with the flood. And you hear the, the, the just the sound start to change, yeah. and just you hear the flood just kind of squeamishing around. That freaked me out. And I was in the house by myself in the dark. So now that- we're <laughs> now we're talking now we're talking about Halo. When the flood came out, it completely changed the way the game was played. It was almost like a different game when the flood came out. You know, you fought, you got you went from fighting uh, at the time, which was really good AI, uh, which is the Covenant. And then you, it flipped, it turned on, its, and, it, and then you fought the flood, and it completely changed the way the game was played. You went from somebody that was extremely aggressive, you know, beating beating the Covenant, to someone was playing on defense, fighting the flood. And I'd never forget. I, it's one of the greatest gaming moments of all time, uh, which, you know, the introduction to the flood, still to this day. It mm-hmm. remains probably one of the greatest gaming experiences of all time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you, bro. Masterpiece. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, we got to see the flood come back at some point. I, I think we'll uh, definitely see it in Halo Infinite It's at, during a point or two. I could see them coming back to it. All right. We are going to move on to the TXR uh, regulars, introducing everybody. And I'll start off with Centurion. Uh, what's new and exciting at your end, bud? Oh, man, what isn't new and exciting? But uh, I actually just started playing Watch Dogs 2. I'm actually having fun playing that so far. And ironically, hearing all this talk about, like, scary games, recently I have had the urge to want to go back and play the game you're showing gameplay for. Um, Dead Space. Which one is this? Is this Dead Space 2 or 3? Uh, the first one, actually. This is the first one? I really got to play this game then because I, I saw another human being walk by. I remember the, in the first game, you barely ever saw anybody. But, Wait a minute. And, you haven't played the original Dead Space. No, I played the original Dead Space. I bought it day one. Oh, okay. P- I, I, okay. I bought it day one PS3, but I want to go back and actually play it okay. on Xbox and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. for me, I thought I unfriend you, man. Huh? I thought I was going to unfriend you. I was going to unfriend me? Oh, God. I'd have to unfriend me. <laughs> No, um, actually, the funny part is Dead Space, I got free with Games for Gold, and it disappeared out of my digital library like a few, like a year ago, and I actually had to contact Xbox, and they had to get me the game back because it disappeared out of my account, and they couldn't explain why. Uh, but I wanted to play this game. Uh, that's why I wanted it back, and now that it's Halloween, I'm wanting to play it again, and we were talking about it last night, um, me and PTK and Fuzzy on the Shop Podcast was... 
the one thing that I really love about Dead Space, and this is what I love about um, horror, at least the preference on horror games that I play, because it kind of goes around scorn, is I'm actually preferring horror games that don't give you a HUD system. Like, right. if you remember, in, yep. in Dead Space, you have it going down his spine. You have to physically look at the gun to actually see how much ammo. And we're actually seeing that in Scorn, you know, where they walk through the hallways and they see somebody and they stop for a second yeah. and look in the gun and see how many rounds they have and then they go. Um, I, I love I love horror games that are very, very, organic. I guess what you would say, organic. organic and interactive, like immersive. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah, was going to say immersive. You take that HUD away, it really kind of just makes things. I got more, I guess, I say more, bit more realistic. You know. Well, yeah. So. Well, it's kind of like in real life to really know how many bullets you have in the gun. You don't look, just look in the corner. You know, mm -hmm. you have to physically look at the gun or open it up, and that's where um, certain horror games. I, I feel like that's where you will use Call of Duty for example. They do they do zombie games. But, I mean, it's still a shooter. You look in the corner. You have the HUD display. Everything is in front of you where on some of these horror games, they make it to where you have to be really heavily immersed into the game just to kind of, you know, know what, you know, how much ammo you have, what your character can do. And even like with Dead Space, the uh, the idea of inventory management and all that, like, are, are you bringing enough equipment with you before you go out? I can't handle it, man. Give me my loading screens, and I need time to think if I'm being chased. So I don't, I don't skip the real life part. For me well, well another it. thing that Dead Space did right is it wasn't just oh, hang on, let me save my game, pause and save. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You had to physically find the save nodes in the walls. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Them. Those were them days. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And uh, moving on here, uh, Jeremy. Uh, how you doing at your end? Have you uh, finished digging yourself out of the early winter at your end? It's been cold here, man. Negative one today. It was cold. I was freezing what? my balls off. Yeah. Negative one. It went from, uh, you know, some nice sunny weather a few weeks ago uh, to the cold overnight here. So it was, it was pretty cold. But you were um, in that sunny, perfect weather, man. Like, yeah. you just... I mean, it's a beautiful country out there in where you are right now in Montana. But, man, those palm trees and, and great food. I was going to say Antarctica. <laughs> From you know, that's Cali the only to... thing. Yeah, that's the only thing I really miss in in uh, Los Angeles is the uh, is the food. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much the only thing. Um, you know, the week was good. Thank you, Invader. Um, you know, looking forward to this next uh you know, next week, almost next, well, two weeks, actually, we got the launch coming up. Um, but before that, we got an election we got to do. And, and, you know, the rest is history, buddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on in the next couple of weeks, uh, like you said. Plus, we got the consoles coming out, too, uh, right after that. And, you know, I, I got both coming, the uh, new Xbox and PlayStation, plus a bunch of games. So Ooh. I'm really looking forward to all that and uh, all the positive energy that that brings and you know again we get to talk about all this stuff i'm uh i don't know i'm just really pumped for all that you know we talk about these consoles and all the software and we're finally gearing up for the actual launch so only a couple of weeks left there guys uh moving down the list here megatron have you uh been gaming any like very much the past couple of weeks uh like couple Ye of days well, yeah, as of, I guess, 8 o'clock my time Eastern, 
Um, I was gaming. Um, I had the pleasure of um, hanging out with my uh, great friend Paris Locke. His Twitter handle is at, I guess it's PLock77. PLock? PLock, yeah. And a real great dude. I met him in uh, uh, Redmond for the first time last year. But we've been gaming for quite a while now. But he did this awesome uh, charity stream for 24 hours. I couldn't believe it. I I hung out for maybe about 8 to 10 hours. And I gave up because that guy is a trooper. It was for a great cause. He did a charity stream for Children's Hospital, Extra Life. Great dude. Go follow him. Go support still. I think he still kind of has the link up. But uh, it was uh, it felt great to do something like that. It was the first time I ever had um, um, done that before. Or Yeah. Well, you know what, Megatron? I do have to hand it to you because usually when I play games with you, you fall asleep every time. Every time, so eight to ten <laughs> hours, bro. Eight to ten hours is really good for you. I'm very proud of you, actually. That man is telling the truth. He is not lying because I don't care who's in the party, executives or not. I will snore. But I had to tell you the secret to that was I was ready. I had my snacks ready. Did all my stuff I had to do for for the house, and I took a nap. And I was just to go that long. I want to say yeah. And we played, we played, uh, what did we play? We played the Jackbox games, which was fun, extremely fun. I haven't done that. Um, and I was using my phone and a television. Uh, we played, then I jumped off for a bit, then they started playing, uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Then it went to Destiny 2 for quite a bit. And then we started playing Rocket League, and I forgot how fun Rocket League was. Rocket and League we had a blast. blast. I got my we got our second win, or at least my second win at Rocket League at probably like three thirty in the morning my time. Yeah, so yeah was, your adrenaline definitely goes when you play Rocket League. Oh my that God. game that game got a boost from free to play. So, you know, it was not that the numbers were d- dwindling, but mm-hmm. as soon as it became free to play, uh numbers increased exponentially. It's mm-hmm. very yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was a good time, and then they continued to play. Uh, I think some other horror games. I don't even remember at this point because I was so tired. I slept, woke up. He was still streaming. I I thought for sure that he was going to just kind of maybe like pause the stream and then carry on. He did with a, a, a number of people, by the way, but then he still stayed on the entire time. And again, like shout out to Paris, great cause, extra life, good dude, man. Everybody check him out, man. It was a, it was an awesome experience. I encourage more people to do that, you know, as you content creators to donate, you know, for good cause. It just feels great. It really kind of warms the heart, especially what's going on with 2020. So, yeah. What, was the, final, uh, what was the final tally on the donations? I do not know. I have to ask him. I'll definitely I'll, I'll uh, ask him and um, see if he wants to tweet it out or not. But I'll let you know in the DMs, definitely. But I think they put, put numbers, so we'll see. Good. So, yeah. All right, all right, and uh, yeah, just a heads up, guys. Uh, Tim Dog will probably not be making it as well. Shockley, uh, he may or may not be uh, chiming in later on. But hey, you're stuck with us, and uh, 
Hey, let's uh, let's definitely have fun here. And of course, uh, guys, uh, thank you all for uh, coming out and joining us tonight. We're seeing lots of activity in the chat already. And if you got a moment, guys, be sure to share the show out and get the word out that we are live at the moment. As well, just a reminder that we are on a variety of podcasting platforms, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Definitely check us out there for the TXR on the go. All right, fellas, we will move into the first topic of the evening. And for a while, I was wondering what the heck happened to Ebb Software's Scorn. They've been rather quiet since the reveal back in May. And, well, lo and behold, we got 14 minutes of new gameplay for it this past week. You get to see more exploring through this biomechanical ship or building, whatever it is. And there's some puzzles, exploration, and of course, some shooting, combat, all that good stuff. I'm very interested about this title, but I'm curious what other panel members think about it. Mm -hmm. And starting off with our guest, Wilmy Hood. Wilmy, what do you think of Scorn, what you've seen so far of it? It It makes some interesting noise. (laughs) 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 I mean, they're not showing much yet. I, I want to see some gameplay, and I just walk around, you know, unlocking doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, that's. I think that's a fair comment about it. Um, but at the same time, I mean, even just like the design of it, it's very, very interesting. I'm oh, both, it looks great. I'm both kind of disturbed and intrigued at the same time. You know what I mean? Well, oh, yeah. I said before that kind of reminds you of like aliens. I guess that one scene where yeah. they get into the alien ship has got yeah. that organic feel. But yeah. I want to see more what the character looks like. I mean, is he wearing one of those organic like type suits? It was just weird. Just it was. Ugh. It was just. I don't think honestly it's for me. You know, as I said before with horror games, but I do want to try it. Going to be on Game Pass. You know, so. <laughs> so I think Scorn looks great. You know, mm-hmm. and you guys know of the launch title that came out uh, during the last generation consoles. And I'm, you, I mean, you're talking about it, Megatron, which is really in isolation. The fact that it's more slow, it's it's slower, it's more methodical approach to the first person genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoy a narrative based shooter. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I do like how organic the environments are and how creepy and disgusting and you know some of the alien creatures you fight remind me of very much of like silent hill which is totally freaky um you know i'm okay with running running gun shooters but i miss these types of experiences you know they're few and far between and again, I'm talking about Alien Isolation was one of my favorite games of this last generation, just because number one, it was a different take on on the genre, um, and it was one of these you know slower, more methodical games. It had shooting elements to it. Uh, towards the end of uh, Alien Isolation, things sped up a little bit more. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to the same elements in Scorn. Uh, that I was in Alien Isolation. I think it's going to be... I believe, actually, the people who make this game actually worked on the Alien franchise. So I'm not 100% positive about that, but I believe so. Um, And I'm looking forward to this game. Mm -hmm. Well, 
going back to what Megatron was saying, that it reminds him of Alien and the Xenomorph. Uh, the game's art direction, it's actually inspired by H.R. Geiger, and that's the... Well, he was an artist, and he was he's actually the designer of the iconic Xenomorphs and, well, many more of the... Okay. Uh, the, uh... Yeah, he helped do the first movie for, like... He helped sketch out... What mm. the what the what the alien craft should look like the inside of it like the xenomorphs growing and the eggs on like I mean it all came from from his, his mind yeah so that makes sense yeah that makes well sense. they were in, they were inspired by him and they were they they're using more than just his uh, his drawings for alien they're using like all like there's the guy who did alien he was an artist and they got him because of the imaginary things he could do to do that. And when you actually go look at his other art, it goes way beyond than just Alien. They they were inspired by H.R. Uh, Geiger as a whole, yeah. as an artist, to create this game. I'll tell you what, though. I do like how, uh, you know, the shooting mechanics are very slow. Very slow, which creates a kind of tension in the game. From the gameplay that I've seen, personally, um, I like that element. I And I, like I said, I do like the environments that you're in. Whether it's an alien ship, I don't. I'm not sure. Did they talk about some of the story elements, or whether or not it's on an alien ship or it's on a different world? It's still hard to tell. They, I haven't heard them say anything yet. It's just more so, video. It was a first-person view, um, and you really couldn't see the character himself. You don't know what the. No one knows what the storyline is yet. I don't think. It was so, um, I've watched the original gameplay release a couple times. I watched this one. Uh, the original gameplay release, it in the beginning of the trailer, uh, it showed them like over a sweeping alien landscape that had like all these little things kind of moving back and forth, and then they went into like some kind of like hole in the ground. Now, whether the hole was like a vent or a, cr a crashed ship that was in the ground, I don't know. Uh, but it seemed like uh, whatever they were like exploring around was under the ground. So, I don't know. That was the way it looked in the first gameplay. Um, I've been trying to figure out this game for a while. I'll just say that. Yeah, it definitely looks intriguing, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you did a video, uh, what, going back a few months back, uh, Centurion, about well, the yeah. game. Because you were really curious about it. As soon as it hit in, uh, it was June. It was uh, the first, um, you know, it was pretty much the first digital event. Uh, and Xbox kind of did it uh, for uh, Jeff Keighley's Summer of Games. Remember, E3 was canceled. Everybody thought what we were going to do. And Xbox went first, and they did that event where they just kind of showed off uh, independent developers, and Scorn was one of them. And that's where I dug into it. And I've found a lot of stuff. The, they were, they've been very open on their Kickstarter page. Um, you, there is going to be some puzzles. They've shown, at least on their Kickstarter page, uh, some designs for some of the interactive puzzles that they wanted to create in the game. Uh, they show um, like arms like decaying and then becoming healthy. Um, in my opinion, that makes it look like uh, the character itself um, that you pretty much have to, I guess, keep an eye on, on the character because you have to look at the physical state of your character to know their health. Because um, you always see them stopping in any gameplay. They always stop and put some weird orbed object into their wrist. Um, so like, yeah, some, I did see that. So something's going on with that. And I mean, like if you go on their Kickstarter page, 
uh, they show a lot of the, the concept stuff they've been designing. Uh, but the game was originally supposed to be a two-part game. You were supposed to get it in two parts. You were supposed to get the first half, which was supposed to be built by a Kickstarter. And then uh, depending on the success of the first game, they were hoping to fund the second game. Um, and then if you go into uh, the statements made by uh, one of the developers, a air quotation marks mysterious benefactor <laughs> decided to uh, drop yeah. a large cast sum into the game, allowing them to not only build the game the way they wanted to, but also make it as a complete package with both halves of the game together as one. Now, did we get a release date on this game? Sometime in 2021. That's all I've yeah. heard. Okay. It's still kind of fuzzy. Like I'm speculating myself that we might see it early 2021, maybe March, April. That's just my guessing. I mean, if, of course, this would be a perfect like October game, but I can't see them postponing the game that long. I just get the I get more of a feeling that this is going to be an earlier, like within the first four or five months title, and we'll eventually see more gameplay about it, more marketing like into the new year. But the jury's still out. But what we do know, I mean, it's Xbox exclusive, uh, console exclusive, and it's being promoted uh, heavily for Xbox Game Pass. And it's just a very interesting title because (coughs) I didn't expect Xbox to pick up a horror game like this. It's very, again, it's a very different, unusual title. And I'm just glad to see them picking up games like this for the variety in their portfolio. Yeah, if you look at last generation with the Xbox One, they're definitely missing it in their portfolio for sure. Which is why I, you know, you see uh, developers like Ninja Theory uh, create a game such as Project Mara. I don't know the official name for it yet, but uh, it's definitely uh, filling a hole that um, is so desperately needed and wanted. Um, in today's, you know, just in today, you know, it, with the graphics and stuff like that, uh, it just opens to the doors to, you know, different gameplay experiences as well as, uh, you, you know, just in general, um, d- you know, it's just different experiences in general. So mm-hmm. it, it really sucks that this game is kind of like, I, I guess, what would you guys call it? Like a double A? You wouldn't, or would you call it like full independent? Yeah, you could call it a. I don't. I haven't seen enough of the game to to define really, it. No, and that, and but that's. I mean, double A at best. We'll just say that. Yeah. But it really stinks because this game is actually going. You know, I think somebody already said it, but if you don't know it and you've been living under a rock, this game is going to be a console exclusive to the Series X. You cannot play it on an Xbox One. And you need to have uh, a pretty decent PC also to play it on PC. Um, So this title is going to definitely be one of those titles that helps the Series X kind of shine at first. And it really kind of stinks that it's going under the radar purely because of its like, you know, the size of its budget, basically. So Mm. it's going to be like the medium. Yeah, um, definitely. The medium, the medium is going to be one of those games that show the power of the hard drive. I really do think, though, that the that Scorn is actually going to be one of those games that really, really show off uh, ray tracing and the capabilities of, you know, being in an environment. Because, like, I'm sorry, in horror games, lighting can make all the difference. And that's what ray tracing really is. is it's lighting. It's sound. And definitely, I think this is going to be one of those titles that really, really show off 
you know, what ray tracing can do. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, there was moments in the uh, the new gameplay where I saw the lighting and you you see it just kind of rain down on the these little areas and it just it looks very impressive the way that the lighting's interacting with the environment and yeah visually it's it's a very stunning game for different reasons whether it be the lighting or just again just the way that you know you got this whole biomechanical kind of a uh, design to it and it's very different and i, I know some people are going to be turned off by it me i kind of go in between by it but it looks very familiar to me because i have a love for the alien franchise um but it's a very striking game nonetheless and i'm just i'm very curious about this game i patman uh, jones says it looks like a triple a game in his eyes you got rick Payne says scoring looks graphically amazing and then we go up to show shady he said it was atmospheric mm-hmm. i guess suspenseful so yeah yeah it's uh pretty much kind of how that's how it looks and i agree a lot with uh, what shady says it does give me that impression so mm-hmm. i'm sorry to cut you off i, I didn't mean that sorry Oh, no, you didn't. Like, no, as people are saying in the chat, Megatron, no, I mean, I personally, I think it looks pretty good. I, I do agree with what Jeremy said that we, and Wilmy, that we do need to see much more of this tile because they have been rather silent, except for just this new gameplay drop. But, yeah, I want to see more. I see more. I want to learn more about the story. Um, it's very silent. Again, it's this is a game, too, that seems to be, it's going to rely a lot on... Uh, well, we don't know if it's silent yet. Maybe the no, sound an effects and music have not PC. been implemented yet. So you the remember, jury's still out. Jury's still the, out on uh, that. Trailer in June. There's there's like a small NPC character. Like like at least at least the way to made it, the way they made it look. Uh, remember the little creature that was hiding inside like whatever was like armor was laying on the floor. Yeah, like, it, it basically slowly cl- comes out throughout the trailer. Um, and I've seen some references in some of the stuff I've read that that's an actual like character in the game. Oh my gosh, I'm hmm. creeped out. <laughs> I don't know if it's just chilly in the air that I'm in. Like, I mean, it's kind of cool, but I'm just all this creepy talk, man. <laughs> just like, Megatron, I'm, come on, man. You get I'm, you I'm get scared baby, of the I skeletons. <laughs> you get scared of the skeletons and Sea of Thieves, buddy. Come on. Oh, <laughs> oh God, that's terrible. It makes me think of that haunted haunt that haunted hotel Dude. Tim stayed in in LA. And that creeped me out, man. Oh, I, mean, I was on, I know. was freaking him out that whole time. I was saying, you're dude, freaking you're, me you know out. you're you know you're staying in a creepy hotel, right? It's haunted. Oh. It's haunted. Did you hear that? Did you? He was really getting freaked out. Yeah, no, I was getting freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wanted to at least defend Megatron and saying that the skeletons in Sea of Thieves, uh, when they got one of them bright red barrels, yeah, hell yeah, I run like hell, <laughs> dude. I mean, like people scatter when one of those dudes are running around. It's true. It really is true. Those things are bloody deadly when they uh, run towards you. You're you're running like, oh yeah. The, everybody goes you. charging in like freaking Rambo, and then you see everybody come running back because the one skeleton with the barrel was right there. Yeah, <laughs> my you son know, would freak out with those skeletons when they came out of the ground. He's like, "They're coming, Dad! Run! They're gonna get you!" I used to feel so bad for him. I used to watch you play that game, but now he just—he's like a champ. He's probably got more hours than that game than me, Jeremy. I'll say it before you do. So, <laughs> like, like four, like four hours. <laughs> well, I'll say this too. Hey, uh, 
Invader, you know, it's a, it's been a slow – I thought it was going to be a, a heavy news week. It's been a slow news week for Xbox. What's going on? You know why? Yeah. Because every because every every Monday or Tuesday you want some acquisition news, and it just kind of kills everything else. That's what that's what I think it is. I just like well, okay, so everybody's well, coming off that Bethesda high. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. know that already. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the new thing. The Z- <laughs> they bought an entire country, right? But we were getting some nice news, like for at least six months straight. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but just heavy topics. Every single week was something new, and now that we're gearing up for these launches, it's kind of something to be left desired, man. So yeah. wait a sec- so wait a minute. Uh, isn't CD Projekt Red like Swedish? Are they in they Sweden? Are- oh, they're from Poland. The, yes. the Poland, Poland. So can't you wait for that announcement? Microsoft was like, "Well, CD Projekt Red wouldn't sell, so we bought Poland." <laughs> 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 well. Again, guys, it's interesting because a lot of news seems to be dropping on mon- Mondays, you know, the past couple of months, as other Zinc has pointed out in the chat. And since we're, all, we're going on to the topic, let's I'll pivot over to our next topic. And again, over the past week, we have seen various Xbox social media accounts kind of teasing the digital launch events. Now, one has been in New Zealand or Australia and another in Mexico. Speaking of, you know, different special celebrations and RSVPing. However, you know, I'm really curious uh, because we haven't heard of anything relating to like the USA, Canada, the UK and, you know, other more big name countries. Now, I'll put this out there to anybody on the panel. Uh, Do you guys think that we'll be hearing anything of a USA launch event in the coming days? Because they have been rather quiet. Yeah, I do think there's going to be some type of launch event for sure. Uh, but obviously, it's scaled down to meet today's strict COVID standards, obviously. But um, we never experience, uh, we'll never experience a new generation launch title, you know, in terms of the scale with the online uh, whole business and orders. It's going to be crazy. I just hope it goes well for people. I remember uh, both the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One launch like it was yesterday, you know. So uh, I launched a 360 when I was at GameStop as a store manager, and I remember the buzz and excitement regarding the, this console. Um, but I also remember when the Xbox One launched, and I was living in Pasadena, California at the time, and I went over to the nearest GameStop there, and there was a pretty big line for that launch. Um I think this launch is probably the most important one for Xbox just because uh, it represents like the new beginning uh, for the company. It really does. And I think the same could be said about Phil's legacy. You know, it's going to define this launch is going to define Phil's legacy. And I know we think we, you know, we think uh, now it's Xbox with the ecosystem and we think about uh, X cloud and it's more than just a system, but I think the launch in general is starting a new era for Phil. And I, I'm just curious to see how he's going to cement it uh, moving forward, you know, in the industry. What are they going to do though? I mean, I'm curious, like, I mean, it's, it's going to be something digital, right? They're going to have a public event. Yeah. yeah it's going to be a digital so. thing. Um, yeah. They're going to be playing yeah. it safe, which is the, the smart thing to do. Honestly, I don't blame them for doing that. It's the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, I wonder what they will have for this digital event because obviously, 
they want to, like Jeremy was alluding to or suggesting that, you know, they want to really bring in this new console because they definitely want to get away from the Xbox One and move on to next gen because that's what they've been gearing for um, with all kinds of positivity going forward. Um, but I wonder what they're going to have. Like, do you think that they'll have launch game developers talking about the console and sharing stories, maybe some celebrities or, you know, they could. I think, um, I think what's important Invader, is to see, uh, actual next gen gameplay on the series X. I think that's important for people because we have yet to see it. We've seen it on the PlayStation. We have yet to see true next-gen gameplay on the Series X. And, uh, you know, I, I just think um, it's, you know, it's it needs to be shown, you know, right? I think you're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I know Centurion is. Um, I mean, I definitely I remember back when we were talking in the beginning, you know, we hear about VRR and ray tracing and, you know, 12 teraflops. And like I said before, you kind of want to see what it translates to. You want you want to see what it looks like. And uh, I'm... Go ahead, Centurion. No, what are you going to say? No, that's it. Basically, you kind of you want to see. You want to see, you know, um, what next gen is going to be about. You know, you know, you got, you know, RDNA 2. I'm not that tech guy. You know, of course, I've said it before, but... You kind of want to see that stuff. It's a little disappointing, but at the same time, like I said last week, I'm just chill about everything. We got Cyberpunk, we got Val- Valhalla, yeah, and it's been a different year for sure. So I'm just, I'm just, I just want the consoles to launch on time. I want people to be happy. I want this year to be over with and just <laughs> moving forward, just positive I, like gaming vibes, man. Because this you has know, been- and I do think Megatron, we are getting over that. Uh, you know, the Zenimax deal buzz. Uh, <laughs> we're still coming down from that. So we can excuse the fact that we haven't seen the Xbox Series X gameplay yet. We can excuse some of that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but I'm looking forward to it. I think they need to show it as soon as possible. And I hope we get that uh, in the next in the next week. I mean, we got Fallout 4, 4K60, right? They announced that. That was last week, wasn't it? They announced that. So that's cool. You know, I have kind of skimmed through that title, but I need to, you know, more of a reason to go back and play it. So oh, that isn't a title you just skimmed through. I know. Um, I, you know, I, I, I got actually... to the beginning part of it and just didn't, oh, as, as one of many hundreds of games that I have that I just. You know, limited time. You know, that's my excuse. You yeah, know, that, that game right there could become a second life in certain situations. Yeah, I still got to go through um, the DLC. To be honest, oh, I did, I did, I did all the DLCs too. I enjoyed it. Um, I was addicted to the building for the longest time. Yeah. But what I really wanted to wittily say when Jeremy said that I'm excited, I actually wanted to say that here in Arizona, um, I can live with my window open if I have a good heater. And I, I've heard that this ex, that these consoles right here, I don't think I'll ever have turned my heater on again. Um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> no, so um, actually kind of like I'm right there with Megatron. Um, I'm ready for these consoles to launch, and I'm ready for the last, we'll just say, the last two months of 2020. Let's just relax. <laughs> let's calm down. Let's let's like oh my god let, I'm sorry but we need we need some Phil Spencer kumbaya I don't care what anybody says we just need to calm down relax 
coast the last two months of the year, you know, play our games, enjoy the experiences, um, because 2021, it's definitely going to ramp up, um, especially uh, now that some of these uh, developers are uh, wanting to put out, you know, these next-gen games. So I'm really looking forward to uh, what the future is going to come on both consoles. We'll just say that. Most definitely, yep. Do you guys think that we'll see possibly a first look at an unannounced first-party game? Because there are still a couple of studios that have been kind of silent. Yeah, I do do think that there are some surprises on, uh, you know, Xbox, up Xbox's sleeve for sure. Yeah, so Uh, aren't they tweeting out something about being happening the day before the launch? Or is it going to be the actual day because they are ahead of time zone? Yeah. So they could launch or, I mean, at least announce a game, show us something really cool. But we also have to keep in mind, in December, we have the Video Game Awards. And we saw my, la, uh, <laughs> we, we saw last year Phil Spencer came out and, like, basically, you know, kind of, you know, generously put the microphone down on the stage. Uh, for all we know, this year he's going to come through and literally drop that thing through the floor with something. We don't know. So... Mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see yeah it's just one of those things because i think a lot of people are really curious about what the initiative are working on and supposedly again a couple of days ago there was there was some kind of leaks going on about the event i i don't know i, I don't really put much faith in a, the majority of the leaks and but generally i think a lot of people would love to see or just some kind of a tease as to what the initiative is working on yeah Hey, but since since someone brought up the Game Awards, what the hell happened to Jeff Geely's Game Fest? Did anybody know about that? Yeah, I remember. Like, it kind of disappeared, I think. Yeah, what happened to that? I was yeah, it just went away. Last, I think the last event was supposed to be like August. Some, sometime in August. But he showed no, he was one... the way he presented it was this year of gaming and you know all the news every month and news every three well, when, i'm just saying but he called it the summer of game or summer game fest and that's like a three-month period of time i don't know i knew they showed they showed a few indie games and that was about all i saw from it i didn't see anything else what a fraud <laughs> well he it's kind of weird he called every like he called the x you know Basically, he was trying to say summer of games, and basically, I think he was just trying to piggyback off of some of the events that some of these uh, uh, publishers, developers, and hardware manufacturers were all planning to do. And I think yeah. he was just trying to kind of throw his stuff in the mix and somehow be like, "Oh, this all Jeff Keighley," and it's like, eh, "I." There would have and- been some events without Jeff Keighley. Well, I mean, in all fairness, wasn't there another company that claimed they were going to have hundreds of events since E3 was canceled? What was the name of that company? (laughs) And Centurion, I know that's your, I don't know, I know that's your theory, Centurion, but I think he was hanging out with Kojima too much, to be honest. I mean, well, oh, prob, no, you know what? You're absolutely right, Downer. I am. I'm always right. See the light. You have made me keep it real. I can't argue with that. They, they, you know, they probably, you know, sat there on the couch staring at that baby in a jar together, you know. Um. <laughs> I still have what's, that What's wrong with that, dude? I've got that baby in a jar behind my head on a shelf. I didn't say there was nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I'm just saying that's probably what they did. 
Mm. I still have that unopened right next to me, actually. <laughs> I have my collector's, collector's edition, too, as well, unopened. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I was hoping to resell it, but the game didn't do too well in the uh, review category. Dude. But it looked gorgeous, I have to say. So, I'm yeah. still going to play it. The antique video game collectibles roadshow. Oh, you have one of these things. That's great. <laughs> oh man, I'll never get over that uh, that baby in a bottle. I mean, hey, kudos to uh, to you, Wilmaine, whoever got the uh, collector's edition for that. Um, I bet it. I bet it looks a lot. Uh, remember the article life. that ca- remember it the is. article that came out that Kojima tried taking one of those things through airport security. Yes. <laughs> You know, you know what it really was, right? It was basically a training uh, version of what it's like for a man to be pregnant. So you can carry that with you <laughs> and experience what a woman goes through. I mean, I don't have a vagina, I but... I don't think it's quite the same thing, but okay, we can run with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I could always walk. Have you, have you ever seen Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> if it's a boy, Junior. Ago. If it's a girl, Junior. That's... <laughs> That's Jeremy's take, I guess. Jeremy, did you ever finish that, by the way? I did not. I did not. I'm like 70% done with it. I don't believe you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we should put up some Kojima uh, Death Stranding uh, gameplay uh, next show. Just mm, thank God I'm Jeremy not going to be a guest. Well, I'm, not looking, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to you falling asleep snoring live on air. So. <laughs> well, if I did that game in particular, in my taste, I probably would fall asleep. How about you me? would. I, I really tried to get into it, and I was on board until I had to start making bombs out of feces. And at yeah. that point, I'm like, you know what? I'm just I'm over it. Yeah, you know, okay. I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was a great game with a great narrative. I really liked it. So, it's honestly, listen, like we can joke about this, but honestly, though, the game looks gorgeous. Yeah, it's, I don't think per se everything about it that I like, but I still have yet to play it, so I'm not going to judge yet. But I do kind of like that they just. People are creative like that and just made he made the game the way he wanted to make the game. Now, Megatron, I'll, are you drunk already? Not yet, but I'm getting there. Oh, What's because the- first of all, Tim was drunk last week. Now you're drunk this week. You guys wait a come minute. On. Wait, wait a minute. When wait is, a minute. Tim not know drunk? What did I what did I say that's that's, that's spilling the beans I don't here? Know. It just sounds like you're kind of slurring your words and like like Tim, last week, he just, he was almost inco- incoherent. <laughs> kind of like I sound like every podcast, but you guys had an excuse and you guys were actually drinking I'm like you are now. Chat, do I sound like, do I sound slurish? Let me know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't believe you, Jerry. Oh, I, mean, I just don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. One or two in the chat if Megatron sounds crunk. <laughs> <laughs> One for yes, two for no. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh uh, my gosh! Or uh, anyway. let, let us know if uh, you know you think Jeremy's off his rocker. But anyways, um, oh. speaking this about podcast has fallen off the rails, buddy. But speaking <laughs> of guys about events, uh, I don't know if did any of you guys. I know we had talked about it a bit a few days ago. Did any of you guys get in on the digital fan fest? Because. <laughs> Well, I, I wanted to go in and say that's what Xbox is going to do for their next event is they're going to have another trivia event. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, that was that was kind of rough, to be honest. <laughs> I, 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 I was into it. I signed up. I got the email back. I went to log into it and it told me I wasn't approved. I was like, okay, well, 
I uh, I signed up. I got my stuff. I I got home. I was like, oh, I got here 15 minutes early. And then you get there because it even says, you know, be prompt, sign in with your phone, do this, do that. And then you get to the show and they spent the next 15 minutes letting everybody file in. You're like, well, if I would have known this, I wouldn't have been in a rush. And then all of a sudden, the like five, you know, we're getting the game started and like three minutes goes by. It's like, so the game broke and uh, we're trying to fix it. <laughs> I so felt I, bad for I totally forgot about FanFest, the digital FanFest. I was so consumed on what was going on in terms of politics. I just totally forgot about it. I was oh like, ugh. Then you would have been better off going to the fan fest. Yeah, you're <laughs> probably right. Mm-hmm. Same effect. Well, yeah, Confusion. because actually, I walked. We all walked away with ten dollar coupons and five bucks. Ooh, <laughs> I couldn't. Hey, what, you hey, know what? I mean, at least it's you something. know they they raised the the price of games, so there you go. Mm. Did they? What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> Well, it's a ten dollar off coupon for a razor kishi. I actually do think I'm going to use mine. Um, and then they gave everybody like five thousand Microsoft points. That's awesome. A whole five bucks. All right, cool. Well, it's I'm actually kind of curious now though. Like you got to remember, they were going to like raffle off a. Uh, well, the, the whole point of this whole event was to win a Series X. So mm-hmm. now we have a Series X that they're kind of going to be like, well, what do we do with this thing? So. I really do see them doing another event or something, uh, but definitely uh, it's it sucks it went down like that. But this is where I definitely want to applaud Microsoft for yeah. trying. Trying. This is something new, um, and we also see Microsoft is trying to push the limits because they want this to be an interactive experience. You had it told you in the email you have to use your PC and your phone, or at least another computer. Uh, purely because uh, they wanted you to be able, more on the phone. They wanted you to be able to vote. And I thought that whole little thing that they cooked up to be able to vote and do polls, I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only, it, was a, it was a small kind of a hitch because a lot of people couldn't get in. I couldn't get in. So I was still excited for it. But you know what? I mean, at this point, though, what would you rather have? Because I already know I'm getting an Xbox more than one Xbox Series X and probably an S at some oh. point. But would you rather have the fridge now? Because I saw what I just I just had and I saw what Snoop had. And I'm like, man, I could I got a spot in Listen, my house in my man cave. I want to know how much those goddamn things cost. That's what I'm worried about <laughs> here because those things are amazing. They look crazy. I saw iJustine's vid, and you know the whole un- unboxing of that, which was awesome, and the ramp and everything. She barely fit that thing in her garage, um, and then when you open it, you know she plugged it into the wall, and the light came green, and she opened it, and you heard that sound, and it lights up in the front. You get that that like that little circular Xbox logo on the top left of that that fridge. It was lit up, and I think that was awesome. So I had, a, cha- part, I had a chance it- to. Oh, oh, go ahead. It's almost as big as the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> I had a chance to uh, to meet uh, Justine, I Justine um, at the Gears of War three event in Los Angeles. I'm sorry, Gears of War four event in Los Angeles uh, back in the day. She's a nice girl, really That's nice. Awesome, because you hold on to that memory, Jeremy, because you're not gonna have a chance in hell in Montana. Just so yep. you know, especially not at one, exactly. minus one degree. You sat down and we talked for a while and then um uh, i invited her on the txr show at the time which it wasn't this current one she agreed to and 
I still DM her time to time, but maybe who knows? Maybe we can get her on, on this show. Ooh. Da, da, da. The teasing has begun. Uh, she did follow me at one point, but I think when I started talking politics, she was just turned off. And oh, God. actually, there's a lot of people that there's a lot of well, people that not coming on the show. Anymore. Tim, who's like the biggest, you know, spokesperson for Xbox, is not getting a fridge, and it all has to do with Jeremy. Down. It's all oh. to do with Jeremy. So, but hey, we love you here, though. Hey, we're gonna work on Tim getting a fridge. X fridge, Tim dog. <laughs> I, saw I saw that tweet there. How would everybody feel if you went on the Microsoft Store, you know, or on your Xbox under the Xbox Store and under hardware or accessories, you kind of could buy an Xbox Series X fridge and have it dropped off at your house? I think I would pass. Uh, yeah, I tell you one, I, I wouldn't pay for that freight, no doubt. The freight would cost as much as the fridge. Mm. I mean, uh, no, 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 like man. that shouldn't cost more than five. For, shouldn't cost more than five hundred dollars to freight. I'm, I'm a gamer. You can take that shit a little too far, though. That'd, that'd be a little odd. Have, unless they make a stove and a microwave and a, you know, dishwasher. <laughs> no. Will be wants the kitchen. He wants a matching set. Like, he, like yeah, I mean, <laughs> you gotta have have it all match. Oh my god, could you? Now we got a pull for the you got the matching kitchen yeah. set for Xbox. We got to pull for Tim to get that fridge and then Aaron Greenberg to come over his house in that Snuggie, in that one-piece Snuggie that he wore, and just drop it on Tim. I think that was, that's what needs to happen. Drop it on Tim or drop it by? <laughs> <laughs> like, drop it off or drop it on him? Sorry, let drop me it rephrase off. my wording. Uh, drop it off Okay, his home. I was going to be like, so you wanted to drop a fridge on Tim? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, guys, during the, like, during the uh, FanFest digital event uh, for the fans, like, there was a few interviews that were going on, and towards the end, Phil Spencer came on. He did a long chat. I was, I, I tuned out after that. I had to go to bed. <laughs> but um, he hinted about possibly getting the like the old 360 game one versus 100 back uh what do you guys think about possibly the return of one versus 100 or at least a similar style game to the xbox systems i I think yeah it's it's see the what the xbox 360 did was revolutionary in a sense um you know and i think was it on the xbox one also I don't remember. Anyway, it was 360, I think. Yeah, 360. Uh, it was way ahead of its time. I think now with the co, you know, just the climate win right now with COVID and stuff like that, I think it'd be huge because uh, not only will they have, you know, you can re- li- broadcast it live over, uh, you know, YouTube and Twitch, and you'll have so many people just gravitate towards it. Um, and you can just do there's it opens up the doors to so many possibilities, whether it's giveaways, whether it's more people interacting, whether it's families interacting. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm trying to remember how it went. It was like a it wasn't a daily thing. It was like a once a week or once a month. How did it go? I think it was like a once a week thing, right? Or yeah, was it, it was like in like a time a, slot? Yeah. It had a time slot. And yep. I'm trying to, and I think it was like, I don't remember the day of the week, but it was like once a week. And um, I tried to participate, but just, 
I never did, man. I just missed out. So I kind of want them to bring it back just for that reason. Yeah, but then at the same time, it didn't last long, though, right? Did it finish? Like, so it came out the first year of the 360s no, launch, right? No, it, it didn't last mm-hmm. long. But it, again, it was just so way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. I think it, now if it comes, I think it, it'd be very successful. I think it, it'd be in, you know, it'd be extremely beneficial for Xbox to do something like that. So when sure. when I first saw that the the new avatars were coming back, I thought that oh okay, we we were going to get some kind of avatar games to go along with the new avatars, the newly updated ones. And that never came. You know, no 1 versus 100, no like Doritos dash, you know, like that kind of a thing, no interactivity, no what was it? There was a poker game too. That Texas Hold'em poker or whatever it was. You guys know what I'm talking about. But oh, I but I I thought that we would get something like that, and I thought that that was always a missed opportunity because some of those games were very popular during the 360 days. I mean, One versus 100 definitely had a following. People still talk about it, even the uh, the poker games. So yeah, the the poker games for sure had a had a good following. Um, and I remember staying up some late nights, uh, you know, playing in a poker tournament. Uh, and if they could do something, something like that, and give away like real actual prizes, I think I think you got a hit, man. So now, yeah. what made it successful? Was it the the actual game, or was it the interactiveness with the avatars? Yeah, I remember it was, mainly for the avatars. Yeah, it was a mixture of both because the game was very good. Uh, you know, there was a certain, there wasn't a social aspect to it because, um, I mean, there was, but I don't know. It it was just, it was just a really well put put together game. And, um, I think it just brought people together. And I think that's what you want in that, in those types of experiences. Now to, I guess that's why I've been silent for me. Um, outside of playing with you guys, like I haven't even been big into avatars since the 360. Ever since they rolled them out on, you know, the the Xbox One, I I haven't even made one because you know I prefer my gamer pick because I I guess I put so much work into my gamer pick. I'm like, well, I don't want to get an avatar now, so I don't even have an avatar. I remember them being big on the 360, but that's where I don't know at least how I feel. Like I don't know if I'm gonna jump into this one versus 100 thing. Uh, purely because outside of playing with you guys, um, I don't know if I would play it by myself. So the, when the, the 360 came out, that's when I really started, like really heavily started spending money on video games. I was buying just everything you could think of, the themes on the 360. Oh my you God. guys remember those themes that yeah. came out? I was buying gamer picks on the 360. I was buying. Uh, you bought the just, little toy car for your avatar, didn't you? Yes, bought the little <laughs> toy car for my avatar. I I just spent so much damn money on just stupid things, and I think Microsoft and Xbox went away from that. I don't know why. You can do a little bit now, but it wasn't as heavy. Uh, it wasn't as heavy as it was before. I think part of that was just because uh, they want you to spend money on games. I don't know if it had an effect. They tried to bring it back though with the avatar stuff. Like maybe I want to say 2019, they just or 18, they launched something. Yeah, but with it the was. He- I mean, it was heavy. It was like almost like another business. 
mm-hmm. side of it. And people were spending a lot of money on it. So I think they, you know, with the introduction of microtransactions and just different things that gaming brought to us, I think they kind of stepped away from that a little bit and focused on uh, just just the gaming aspect to it. What's your avatar look like now? Does everybody? Does anyone know? I haven't I checked in forever, man. I think I got like well, a. I created I created my new one as soon as like it came out, but then I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't really like it. Just I just thought it looked uh, all like a little plasticky, and like I just I didn't really like the way that looked, so I just I reverted back to my old 361 just because I thought yeah I just thought it looked better. So, but that's just me. Anyways, guys, we will move over to our next bit of news. And recently, Xbox head Phil Spencer did an interview where he teased some pretty interesting things, in my opinion. He talked about possibly having streaming sticks uh, to just plug directly into your TV and play games via xCloud. As well, he talked about the potential for uh, new tiers for xbox game pass such as a platinum tier with access to new xbox hardware there's a lot to bite into here but you know what i'm curious on what all the panel members think and i'm gonna start off with centurion buddy i know you're always tuned into this kind of news you follow that especially with your videos what do you think of the possibility for an xbox streaming stick yeah i was gonna say let's start with the streaming stick um this has been something that honestly, the myth, the legend, the Xbox streaming stick is back once again. Uh, I remember when everybody said uh, that Xbox was cooking up some kind of a device that would kind of end, I guess, the the consoles. Basically, once this comes out, consoles will be no more. Um, well, at the very least, um, it's nice to see that he's talking about it. It's nice to see that he's wanting it to be something like a stick and not a box. Um, that means they aren't trying to replace the console. They're trying to create something for uh, individuals who are actually going to be using uh, the X Cloud or um, other streaming, other game streaming ways. They're wanting to basically use this as their main way of consumption of video games. And so the streaming stick is a great avenue. Um, they don't have to have this huge um output of money to go buy a console or something um they can just get a streaming stick and just play on their tv at home um i don't know this small little uh kind of plug for myself but i don't know if you checked out my video but you know downer was the one that kind of gave me the idea to actually start playing around with it because he said he was doing it on his his razor kishi uh with uh what kind of phone the S20 Galaxy S20. <clears throat> yeah, S20. And I was just like, you know, all I've got is a Note 9, but I still wanted to see if I could do it. And, you know, it was actually kind of interesting to be playing a full-fledged game on your television with technically no console involved. Uh, this would be also great for individuals on the go, you know, especially yeah. with all this talk about everybody wanting to go hang out at Jeremy's in Montana, you know. I'm gonna. We're obviously all gonna have to pack consoles. I don't think we're all gonna be sharing the same Xbox. I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm not a techie, so I don't know all the ins and outs of why they would want to do a stick as opposed to just the application. I'm assuming it's due to just bandwidth issues. So, um, forget. I'm not trying to interrupt. We all know yeah. this application is probably more than likely gonna pop up on Samsung televisions, but yeah. let's. 
any television. You think Sony's going to let Game Pass app on a television? Oh, definitely. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, the stick is basically the, the sorry. It's the big middle finger. It's basically, well, hey, guess what? We got to work around, just like iOS. Interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's the main. Re- I think that's the main reason they're doing a stick, actually. Yeah. 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 So, and like, it, obviously, that cost. I mean, well, that and there's more possibilities with some of the older uh, TVs because a lot of people just still have older TVs. They can just use the stick. Um, you know, and just do something that way as opposed to, um, you know, using an application because a lot of people don't have the luxury of just downloading the application. Yeah. Uh, well, especially on later model televisions, we're talking about, you know, we're going to need some TVs that have some pretty good processing power. Otherwise, you know, you're going to have to give that to them with the stick. Um, oh uh, my God. I'm, everyone's saying the stick. The stick. I hope they have a better <laughs> name. Well, it's either the stick or the, the dongle. How about the, X the stick? Xbox dongle? The X. I think I'd rather hear the stick than the dongle. <laughs> the dongle. The dongle. You dropped that in a that the dongle is definitely a head turner of a word. They won't use the stick. Hey, Centurion, what it's did you do with my dongle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won't use yeah, in certain situations that can be taken totally out of context. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Cent- hey Centurion, do you want to come over and play with my stick? Yeah, you see, it's not going to work. <laughs> saying, hey, I wonder if marketing talk. sits at the table and they go through all this stuff, the possible, you know, scenarios. It's like when you name your child. Dude, they called I mean, it the that's Xbox. It. <laughs> they called it the Xbox Sad. Yeah. The they had to start calling it the Sad A just so that way they could throw an E on it. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, E had to go in there because instead of it being the Xbox One S all digital, like it's the all digital edition. Don't forget the E. <laughs> I don't know. Something like maybe something maybe like Xbox Access or something or just access. I wonder what they're gonna call because like uh like the mention of the whole Game Pass Platinum. Um I'm I know they already have all access. That's where I get a little confused. Are they really like I heard one I forget where I read it um, and who I was talking to, but the idea of Game Pass Platinum was um, basically, you pay into it, and I guess you get the stick or something. You get the shtick. Yeah, you it's, it's going to be a series of devices. You can call it that. You can start with that, and then from there, you can call it 1.0, 2.0, you know, and there you go. I think it, it, just don't call it the stick or or dongle. You know what it is, but just rename it something else. Just something that's just, you know, they're going to they're gonna take that. Xbox just, Series D for dongle. Uh, <laughs> That may be. How about we, Megatron? How about we just name it the Black Stick? Oh, <laughs> oh boy! The views and opinions of Jerry Downer do not represent the views and opinions of their. But this stick, guys, does it seem like a natural step with their ecosystem? Because considering they've spoken years ago about wanting to reach billions of users, so I mean, to me, this just seems like something. It makes sense. Yeah, it's accessibility. Different ways to get access to the games you want to play, whether it's on your television, we say it again, or your phone. You know, maybe mom's not going to give, maybe you only got one cell phone in the house or two cell phones, and no one's going to give it up so you can play your video games on. But you got this little, you know, uh, dongle. A, a, a dongle or stick for now. <laughs> That's rumored because we don't know for sure if it's, you know, the case, but, you know, it's just probably something they're thinking hey. about. But it's just another way for you to play your games, man. You got your Bluetooth controller. You got your stick. 
you know, and uh, <laughs> hey, and you uh, sh- that's hey, it. Hey, you know what? We <laughs> gotta get we got sell it for a hundred bucks. You sell that for a hundred bucks, you can stream your games. You got access to everything, and you got Xbox, you know, Game Pass. It's a win. So uh, um, okay, so right now. From this day forward, we actually need to go back and look at the interview done on the Xbox Fan Fest. But we all need to start figuring out where Phil Spencer is going to Easter egg this shtick into the video frame. Hey, hey, crazy geek dude calls it Xbox Pocket, you know. So that's not a bad Xbox Micro, you know. So those Xbox Go. I like Xbox Go. I like Xbox Go. There you you go. All of a sudden, yeah. like some person's like getting out a pen and paper, like, "Oh, they just did our job for us. This is great." <laughs> <laughs> just be glad you're not a kid begging for a new console for Christmas, and you open up your packages, and it's a dongle. Yeah, <laughs> dude, dude, you know, you know, something was like, "Here's your new Xbox, and it fits conveniently, like in your, in, like in your hand." You're like, "Something's not right about this package." Mm-hmm. But you know, like for like kids my age like, that I have that are that are young. I mean, they're happy to play on their tablets. They just want to get their fix sometimes, you know. So Wait, I, I think it'll it'll, it'll sell. It's your age. Sorry. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12, Jeremy. They're, my kids are younger than me. I started early in life. So. But yeah, but uh, yeah, but my kids they're happy with you know anything. They'll they'll play on their tablets. They'll play on their, you know anything that they can get their hands on. Man, they'll make up their own games at this point. If you don't give them. Any any electronics, so but uh, I think they my kids would be cool with it, you know. They're going to have X, uh, series X's, of course, but uh, it's just you know they just that accessibility. That's that's what sells, and uh, you know instead of you know bringing the entire console to a hotel, you know, and worrying about your kids draining your battery on your phone, you just stick this little thing, stick mm-hmm. stick on side of your uh, the television, the hotel, yeah. get access I'll to the Wi Fi. One thing, if I'm visiting a hotel, I'm not playing no black stick. Tell you that. <laughs> You visit a motel, you can play with your dongle. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. Motels. I don't know, uh, Downer. You could uh, be in my situation uh, uh, where uh, you took your wife out for um, dinner and her birthday at a nice uh, casino hotel, and she had one glass of wine too many and actually fell asleep when we went back to the room. So I was glad that I had my <laughs> Roku stick so I could sit there and watch some movies in the hotel while she slept. Uh, you really wanted somebody to play with a dongle that night. Yeah, I got you. You know, if it... I wanted There's to be part of my dongle, here. not some out, some other dongle, Actually, all right? If you wanted me to be truthful, I was looking forward to probably sitting in, you know, having a drink with my wife, you know, hitting a couple slots, and, uh, you know, we had dinner. Mm. Uh, somebody in the chat right. whip up after the show is done. Whip up like some kind of a an image, and like post it after the yeah. show with like Xbox well, dongle or Xbox Invader, Go. Invader, let me ask you a question. What does a Canadian dongle look like? Oh my God, <laughs> Mister One Hundred said. Uh, well, my good friend Mister One Hundred said Xbox anywhere. I like that name too. We'll just ignore that last one. I just, I'm just, I'm trying to eat my my lobster dip, and you're grossing me out, man. Now you make, you making me. Drink. Well, it's about the it's a shape of a hockey stick, Jeremy, but like a miniature oh. hockey stick, but it has like plaid of a lumberjack on it. So there... <laughs> Oh my gosh. God. It's it's girthy like a tree. You what got that right, buddy. What just happened with the show tonight? <laughs> off the rails, off the rails. You gotta love it when TXR goes off the rail, fellas, talking about dongles and sticks black sticks whatever it may be but uh either way what's in your wallet 
Oh, we can go on and on about this, just riffing on it. But, you know, I think it's a good idea and uh, very, again, if if Xbox wants to get to the desired number of billions of uh, unique players, then, yeah, they're going to have to go down this route. And again, like, it, it's really good for the consumer, in my opinion, because it just gives you more ways to access content and your games on the go, which I got no problem with. But, you know, we will move on to some other news, guys. And a few days ago, it was announced that two very big Xbox first-party game titles will be seeing substantial updates for the Xbox Series X and S. Halo, uh, the Master Chief Collection, will be getting new optimizations, 120 frames per second support for the campaign and multiplayer, as well as 4K support and split uh, different split uh, screen tweaks. As well, Gears 5 will be seeing a huge next-gen update as well, with new difficulties added in, different game tweaks, new skins, achievements, mutators, which is kind of like game cheats, and an optional voiceover and skin for the uh, well-known WWE wrestler Dave Bautista. Uh, so some very significant upgrades across the board. Uh, Megatron, I know you're a huge fan of both franchises. What do you think of these upgrades going into next gen? Like, what do you take away from this? It's great news. You know, I'm, you know, Gears of War to me is the best third person shooter that's out there. And Halo is the best first person shooter. You know, that's just what I like. And, um, it really define uh, defines Xbox and the type you know it's just excellent excellent games and to now know that you'll be able to play it at 120 frames per second to now know that you're finally getting DLC for Gears which is not always that common um, so I'm looking forward to that Batista is an um, awesome dude he's been wanting his role for a long time um, quite a long I think since 2017 I think. Um, I've been hearing rumblings of him trying to get this part. So I think it's an excellent fit. I'm not as, I don't, I don't know, I'm not as hyped as I feel like I normally would be. I just, I just more kind of expect it, you know. So I'm not as hyped as it is, uh, as I feel like I normally would be. But it's just, it's going to be great all the same to play the multiplayer and um, 120 frames per second for both games. So, uh, so I'm going to actually go back and finish. Or, or at least start over um, Gears of War 5 to see the actual upgrades and improvements over it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it for sure. However, I was I don't like movie. I, I like Batista, but I do not like whatsoever movie stars in my video games. I'm sorry. It just take for me, it just ruins the experience. I, I don't know. Call me weird, but Whenever they throw movie stars inside of these games, whether it's Quantum Break or, you know, just uh, some of these games that come out, it just takes away from the experience, in my opinion. I don't know why that is. I think I'm just used to uh, the idea of playing, uh, you know, just a random character that's not familiar with the gaming universe or the movie industry. Um, so, Batista, when I heard, at first I thought they're going to change phoenix to batista and i almost flipped out <laughs> i almost flipped out but uh if he's optional okay i'm not gonna leave, i'm gonna leave it alone 
Uh, I do not like like if they change Master Chief, I I swear to God, I leave Xbox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was one of those things. And with Marcus Phoenix being an iconic character, he's part of he's almost part of pop culture. I know Gears of War was for a while there. Um, so it was like that. The reaction to me when they changed Marcus Phoenix to um, to Batista. I know there's a movie coming out allegedly, and I know uh, Batista is a big fan of Gears of War. He's always wanted to play uh, Marcus Phoenix. Um, maybe I'm willing to give it a shot, but don't mess with my my icons, man. Don't mess with them. Well, aren't so, there movie stars and and well, see, there's movie stars in Death Stranding though. Like, do actually, you feel it, do you feel it different? You know, there, you know what? Death Stranding was so bizarre and so different with the, you know, just with the world and the story. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it, it just depends how it's delivered. You know, there was so, times, there was times in Quantum Break to where uh, the story just took over the fact that I was watching. You know, I was watching a video game movie per se, but um, I generally do not like movie characters in my games. Gotcha. So, if I can at least, what about Kratos? That's that's different. That's a little bit different because he's not real. I don't think he's real a well known like super actor. I I would like to. I would at least. I, I would definitely say uh, Batista's on a different tier than he is. But yes. I in the sci fi community, I could definitely say that uh, Christopher Judge. I at least want to say is a well known individual. In yeah, the sci-fi see, community, yeah. To me, I don't, I don't. I have no idea who that is. I think that's why they. Uh, I don't know who Christopher Jet like. Just Stargate. Going off no, Stargate. He did. Uh, he did the Stargate uh, television series for all ten years. He was the uh, the big guy with the gold emblem on his forehead. Yeah, Teal'c. Uh, yeah. And that. And now that. Now the funny part is, if we look at it from what Sony did, Sony took the Kratos character mm-hmm. and made. Christopher Judge, that character. Right. They're, they're obviously not doing that with Batista, but one thing I like is, you know, obviously, no matter what, any human being wants to better their circumstances. And sometimes, you know, Hollywood is very closed off sometimes. And especially for people that are like, oh, well, you're a wrestler, you can entertain a live crowd, but you can't do movies. Well, sometimes you got to get your foot in the door. And we've seen him do movies and stuff like that. Um, but I also do really see he definitely loves Gears of War and the character of Marcus Phoenix. And, you know, sometimes passion like that could really create something good uh, in any kind of entertainment industry, especially yeah, and, when the actor has passion for the character that they want to represent. And, you know, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for sure. Um, and I'm, I am going to play it as him. I just it just it's weird to me. It's foreign to me. And I don't like that, especially. Don't mess with my iconic characters. That's it. As long as they don't put Adam Sandler into any game <laughs> I'm playing, I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> you rather than create a new character, though, of him, of someone else you can play the part of as opposed to messing something that's already great. I kind of feel you on that. Yeah. So. Well, they've done similar things. Not like I'll, I'll use this example. It's not as well-known a franchise, obviously, but uh, Bulletstorm, for example, they... Uh, when they redid uh, the game for next gen, well, uh, this gen of consoles, they 
had a deal. I guess Gearbox was uh, publishing the uh, the game, and Gearbox allowed Duke Nukem to be used. Like uh, they did an entirely new voiceover for the main character and used the Duke Nukem model in the game too, just to be able to play through the campaign. So very very similar situation there no it's not no, people can fly right that made that game yeah wasn't well it? I, I, granted granted it's not batista or anything like that I, i'll give you that but i mean it's still it, it, like it it's very similar in that matter like to me um seeing batista as uh rep- while well, his image replacing marcus like Again, if it's an optional skin and people want to play around with that, plus you know the voiceover, it's fun. I don't mind it. Um, well, he kinda, like he looks like kind of a young market, still, right? Doesn't he? So he's not too far off, right? You don't think so? Yeah, yeah he does. But I mean, ah, man, it's just don't mess. It's just because we saw him in other roles. I think we're just kind of you know maybe thrown off by it a little bit. Maybe I'm cool with it, but I don't yeah. know. I think it, I think he's a very versatile actor. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, but yeah, I just, man, don't mess with my babies, man. <laughs> Fair the, enough. The babies. Now, guys, on top of that, it was also announced that Gears 5 will be getting story DLC in December. It's titled Hive Busters, and it follows the Team Scorpio from the escape mode. Uh, supposedly the playtime for this DLC, it clocks in about three to four hours. Is anybody interested in uh playing this like just the this add-on to the um to gears 5 i am I don't, yeah man. it's gears hell yeah i am so I'm, why not i've busted was really disappointed in gears okay. of war 5 I, I don't know it just to me it just it was one of those things where i just i didn't finish it did because you play any I, of it in co-op by the way did you play that in co-op yeah, I, I did play some of it a co-op um, but I was I usually get through single player campaigns uh, by myself so I get to pay attention to the story. I'm asking you this. I really want to play a game with you, Jeremy. Like I remember before weeks ago, we were you hit me up. We were gonna play some Destiny, but you know something happened and I had to go. But yeah. So how you about know what? this? How about this? How about when we get our Series X uh, in a couple of weeks? Here we'll finish Gears of War uh, together from start to finish. How about that? That sounds great. I just want to see the parts where you like and don't like. And the same thing with Halo too. I know they said because we're you know we're talking about both games at the last topic, but I can I can tell you what I don't like about the new the new series. Mm -hmm. Number one is it just doesn't bring what was great about the gear the gear series. I'm talking about the characters. I'm talking about the even the enemies that in the worlds that you're in Mm -hmm. are just not as dark and gritty. Yeah, it's dark as dark and gritty. It's not as I hate fighting those stupid robots. Yeah, it was years four. Oh my god, you went on about years and robots, but I didn't mind them because there were any games before that, though. So I hear you, but I mean, I like both the games. So it's just kind of maybe you have more fun playing co-op or something, or you know, and maybe no, and then you you didn't feel that connection. Like when you played as Marcus Phoenix and you had that crew with you. You felt connection, and it brought that connection to the world that you're actually playing in. Uh, it made you engage with its stories, its characters, and it just you cared about Gears of War. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about four and five. I did not. I Call me that. weird. 
I've well, got Dom, Dom had a big part to that. Dom, the connection with that that uh, Marcus Phoenix had with Dom was huge, and you had Coltrane, you know, also and the personalities they had, and they were they were great. I, I have to say, um, and it was good to see them. I think in four and five because um, that if they weren't in the in the games and, and play a part, you know, to me, uh, Marcus is in his tomatoes, of course. Then I think it would it would have swayed me to not liking the game as much, but I like. You know, uh, seeing Marcus Phoenix and his son and being in that world and going to the next stage of things. So I kind of enjoyed it, man. I just, I don't know. I just really want to play co op with you with both, like I said, Halo 5, you know, and Gears. And they said Halo, by the way, um, just hold your point real quick. It was also going to not going to be enhanced per se, but it's going to perform better. So I guess it's going to be more of an unlocked 4K and I guess uh, 60 frames per second. But go maybe, ahead. We'll- I, maybe I'm in the minority here, but. If you guys remember on part four, where you started the game and you went to Aspen, Aspo Fields, and you went through that whole series of what they were talking about, you know, just the history in general of Gears and how it came to be Judgment Day. I enjoy, really enjoyed the first hour, or not even the well, yeah, hour of Gears of War and uh, the campaign. I thought it was going to be amazing, and for some reason. It just fell off the face of the earth. I mean, it was, it was just one of those things. Mm. You know I what? Don't know. I would take, yeah, like there, <clears throat> I see both points, what uh, you're making, Jeremy, and Megatron as well, because I think there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows with uh, gears right now. Actually, uh, I, I kind of, how do I put it? Like, uh, the Gears trilogy was great, but I find that Judgment doesn't get a, a, a lot of love, you know, and I kind of really enjoyed Judgment for what it was. Judgment was good, but, you know, I look at Proof in the put. I think a lot, there was a reason was why. People can, people can fly, by the way, that actually made yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Too, by the way. But I think, you know, I'm looking at, you know, four and five, and yeah. I think. You know, the reason that Rod left, Rod Ferguson, not to put him, in, you know, in in a bad light. But I don't think he was the right person to head the Gears franchise. I really don't. Which is part of the reason why I think he left. You know, it's just, um, I think it's better off to someone that understands uh, not only the characters in the Gears, but it understands the world. And I know Rod was a part of, you know, the older games, but... Hey, I mean, I, I'm looking at from, uh, you know, some proof in the pudding, and I think maybe he wasn't the right person for the job, and part of the reason why he left. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good guess. I want to say I think Rod did a hell of a job at um, at Coalition, and um, wishing the best of luck, you know, where he's at now. Um, I don't know, man. I just I love the game. Uh, why? Why? Do, okay. Why do you think he did a good job? I mean, number one, because I enjoyed the game. Oh, hold on one I, second. Number one, Gears four and five weren't as well as received as one, two, and three. Not even three. Mm-hmm. And to top it off, I think I don't think sales were even well, as good. Well, f- on well, top of that. So, I mean, it's a billion dollar franchise, right? So they say, you know, so it was was reported. You can't bring um, so, sales into it because the invention of Game Pass actually ate into the sales of uh, Gears Five. Right. No, you're right about that. But uh, number one, it wasn't as well received. People got upset about certain aspects of the game, uh, mm-hmm. especially four and five. I think he. I think he took a lot of heat for that. 
Well, most of the complaints was always to me the campaign, right? You know, but you know, but you think in the multiplayer side of things, which people are still playing to this day, um, to me they were excellent. So I don't know. You know, some people don't even play the campaign when it comes to gears. Uh, um, I, I do both. agree. I do agree with you on one. The you know the multiplayer aspect of gears has improved uh, definitely between four and five, but. Um, I don't know. I do like the maps in four and five in, in mm-hmm. multiplayer. So I give by some the, credit. I do give and, some credit as far as that goes. And by the way, they did something with gears now, from what I'm hearing, and with the update and everything that it's gonna it's gonna be way smoother, um, especially at 120 frames per second. Um, did you guys see that? Yeah. Was, yeah. So that's that's great. That's great to know. Um, it could be clunky gears because because of its perspective, the third person view. It can get clunky sometimes. You get stuck on the wall still, and you know you got that shotgun play mm-hmm. um, that everyone loves to hate, but loves it if you uh, still more to me. Um, but it's it's still something to look forward to. So I don't know, man. It's just I love my gears. That's it. Um, so yeah. we'll see. I just like for me, just to kind of close this off. I really. I kind of wish that they, it was mentioned in the chat, but I wish that they would go back to, I just like, I I enjoyed like, I remember the first game, it just, it felt so almost like a horror game in a lot of ways. Just, you know, that sense of fear that you used to have with the locust, because maybe it was because they were new. I don't know, but it just, I miss that. It's not that, I mean, I I do really enjoy what they do with like the character models and how good looking the game is, but at the same time, the trade-off is... Oh, I just it's not as gritty or scary. It like this is just my opinion, guys. But I don't even think that was it. I just think you look at it from just the uh you know, the worlds you visited so many different places in, in Gears One, Two, and Three. Um, just the level variety, the campaign variety in the game, the way the character maybe I'm talking about this too long, but the way the characters uh, were developed, you know, and the way they talked to each other and spoke to each other and interacted with each other were just, it was totally different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, either way, I'm glad that they're doing these updates to the games to, to bring them into the fold, into the next gen, uh, not only with the various updates and improvements, but even with Gears, just like sticking with the DLC. I wish it would have came a little sooner, but at the same time, you know, it's good to get this uh, right out the gate for next gen. And uh, yeah, I will definitely be diving into Gears again um, when the new new Some consoles launch. Like the, the community is still strong. I mean, you know, according to um, uh, Paris in the chat, he says they have 100k Gears esports tournament. So. Mm-hmm. Something out there, especially for the multiplayer. So we'll see. Just you know, it's all about the story. I think that's the the, 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 the that's where it always goes to, to focus on. So, right. Yeah. Again, we'll see. Definitely. All right, fellas, we will close things off with the final topic. And I swear, the Google Stadia cannot catch a break. And <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, for one reason or another, with an employee making a really wild comment over social media. Uh, if you guys don't already know, Alex Hutchinson, the creative director of Stadia Games and Entertainment, uh, formerly Typhoon Studios, which was bought a few months back by uh, Google for the Stadia, he was commenting on recent Twitch clamp- clampdowns on uh, basically using copyright music in videos. And he basically went on to state and suggest that streaming gameplay is a similar violation. 
Now, stating, he, this is what he said. He stated that the real truth is that streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the game they stream. They should be buying a license like a real business and paying for the content that they use. And wow, I got to say that it's a, I'm pretty speechless from this. And apparently <laughs> so was Google making a statement that they said that the recent tweets by Alex Hutchinson do not reflect those of Stadia, YouTube, and Google. Ouch. <laughs> now, guys, oh. I know a, f a few of you on the panel would love to chime in here, but Jeremy, I'll kick it off with you. Um, wow. How out of touch is a statement? Because we're basically, we're advertising the games for these companies, right? Yeah, exactly. Look, what Alex said was moronic, you know, like you said, even Google came out uh, against them. Uh, I can argue that streaming is one of the biggest reasons why gaming has consumed entertainment life as we know it. Right. Would you would you guys agree yeah, on that? Definitely. So whether the game is given to a streamer paid or paid by them, uh, you know, it's it's marketing the game, just like Invader said essentially free advertising in many ways if you think about it but um you've seen the reaction on social media P people are tearing this guy to shreds i'm pretty sure he got death threats over this because people are just freaking out it's not a good look for google which is why again they came out and said what they said and it's not a good look for stadia which is it's the same thing uh, again um which is why they came out against them immediately. I just think when you're in the public view, right, and whether you're a developer, whether you're a VP, whether you're uh, someone that has a leadership role, you got to be mindful of what you say because what you say in this social media day and age can affect not only your consumer base – it could, it's just a downward spiral from stock everything. Stock market, you're it's really stock market. <laughs> it just affects every aspect of business. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything stupid like me. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Don't be a downer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah be an upper. Yeah, that's right. No, so, so, so has he tweeted anything since? Or or does anyone? Because I haven't known anything about this until you. Put well, it didn't in he say something about going to stream games a couple hours later? <laughs> he did. Look, at, look, 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 look. I know, I know what point he was trying to make, and he brought up a not okay. It was a good point, but it wasn't received as such. Okay, he was talking about, and he was comparing it to the music industry, which I get it. And and. To his credit, okay, he made a point. I get what he was saying. But again, people are so goddamn sensitive nowadays. You say one bad thing, it gets blown out of proportion. People start talking about it for two or three days, and it just spreads like wildfire. And you just got to be mindful of what you say. Not me, because I'm not a public figure. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a head of, of a corporation. Uh, or I don't work for, for Google. I don't work Out for state. Eight. Exactly. <laughs> I work for myself. But, um, yeah, just be mindful of what you say um, because it's going to just – I mean, people on social media are crazy. 
Let's put it plain. People on social media are crazy. They really screenshotted it, and they're gonna, it's going to come up a year from now. You see what they did with Ron yeah. McCaffrey. Yeah. You know, so they're going to keep that. And every time yeah. he speaks, they're going to just, you know, just kind of make a little post and then watch yeah, him you on guys, the spree. You guys have heard the analogy, the internet never forgets, yeah. right? The internet yeah. never forgets. And these gamers never forget. Oh, that's You're right. Really... I've seen things go back four and five years and pull tweets. Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, social media can, can be really bad like that. But you look at, again, like, he, he really should be thinking of his comments, too, because, I mean, you're right, Jeremy, in a lot of ways. But also the fact that it's not like the Stadia has been, you know, setting the world on fire. I mean, they're kind well, of they, middling at the moment. They need they whatever. Lost their last 24 subscribers after that post. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, no, you're right, Wilmy, because, like, they got to, like, they need whatever positive marketing they can get. Like, nobody, <laughs> no, no, nobody, nobody is talking about the stadia unless it's for negative reasons. Unfortunately, I don't want it to be like that because I, I like competition, but. I had stadia. I was on the Founders Edition. I bought one for myself, one for my wife. We played around with them for a month and shut it down. Well. Now think about it. If you're a streamer, why in the hell would you want to? Why you want to stream for Google? That's uh, mm-hmm. just it's just funny. Mm-hmm. But it does he, make you uh, happy about Microsoft buying Zenimax instead of Google getting their hands on it, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, that's the thing, right? When I hear about EA or possibly uh, Google chiming in to. Uh, to look into acquiring some companies, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, again, I would much prefer Microsoft go in and get them because at least they're a little friendlier. They're policy wise, you know, they're more open to their devs. Whereas I don't know, Google. you know what? And I, I'm looking in chat right now, and I'm sorry if I butcher your name. Is it Kedrian or K, uh, Kadrian? No, you know who that is? That's Fozzie. Okay. You know, oh yeah, 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 Fozzie. Fozzie. So Fozzie. <laughs> Oh my God! Um, I'm looking at his, his ugly mug on on his picture right now. But yeah, Fozzie, good dude. Thank you. He makes a great point. It says technically you pay for iTunes, you should be able to play it. It streams. Uh, they get paid, and when other people download it, they get paid, etc. Skateboarding guy, and everybody knows that that post of skateboard guy, the little gangster Fleetwood dude Mac. that went yeah. viral. He's playing Southbound. that Fleetwood Mac with his ocean spray. I mean, shit. Open ocean spray around the country is sold out because of uh, skateboard guy. Yeah, you know, and it's it, he brings up a great point. Thank you, Fozzie. Great point. Well said. Uh, number one song on streaming services. Uh, Fleetwood Mac got big royalties off this. Ocean spray went to this man's house and gave him a freaking truck because it was awesome marketing for their product. You can't even find ocean spray on, um, you know, on, on the uh, on the shelves anymore. So yeah, you know, nowadays, okay, Alex, what you said was fucking stupid. Let's just put it that way. But um, yes, nowadays you should be uh, embracing the fact that people are marketing these, uh, you know, whether it's games, whether it's music, whether it's 
anything for free because, again, it's just good for business because it's free marketing. Look at the success Microsoft has been having from handing out all these free X Series Xs out to all these people on YouTube. Yeah. You know? Did, should they have to pay Xbox for them giving them that Series X? No, they've been showing everybody what that thing can do. Well, weren't those right. the majority just prototypes? They're prototypes, but you got to think about it. They were they were free. You know, technically, they didn't have to fire up their camera and show everybody. They could have wrote an article. Yeah. And this is part of the reason why uh, Xbox gives, uh, you know, iJustine the fridge and, um, you know, uh, you know, some of these other streamers, they give them free items because uh, it just works. It's something that, you know, someone sees their favorite streamer have um, and they tell their friends and their friends tell their friends and family members. And it's just a better way and a more efficient way of uh, just creating business for yourself. So mm-hmm. that dude on the skateboard has such a chill vibe. I sent that to uh, Chris Charlotte, by the way, and he loved that. Uh, Mr. Indie Game himself from Microsoft. Uh, and that was such a chill video to watch. I must have watched that like 20 times at least. That's it. My life is never like that, though. <laughs> so I seen what they did, you know, just the variations of it. I, there was the Halloween one with the pump, the pumpkin and the pumpkin latte. The, the pumpkin was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some man so in the business suit on the skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, good time. But as far as the streaming goes, guys, like even Nintendo. Remember what Nintendo was doing a couple of years back? They were trying to get people to sign on to their service in order to like stream with them and then that really backfired on them because nobody really wanted to play uh, their games because Nintendo wanted to get a cut. And they, they that just kind of fell through for them. So Yeah, they were taking stuff down, right? They would just pull the content completely, weren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nintendo was... Uh, they didn't. Uh, it wasn't looking good for Nintendo. They weren't winning a lot of hearts and uh, and whatnot over with uh, what they were doing, and they they dropped it because it was just a bad idea overall. So, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. So it's a great point, Canadian. <laughs> oh, no worries. Thank you, thank you, American. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I can't get away with saying that because uh, there's multiple Americans on it, and I'm the only Canadian, so there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, it's very interesting. Uh, really, you know, the thing that came up uh, during the week with the whole Google Stadia. Yeah, I can't see that guy posting anything in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, let that die down. But I mean, hopefully, I really want the Stadia to get a couple of like really good exclusives. Don't they have like Baldur's Gate, for example, on there? That's exclusive. And I thought, what was it? Yeah, Serious Sam? Uh, yeah, right. They brought in Serious Sam, and I mm-hmm. think uh, Baldur's Gate is currently in the works, I think. They're making yeah. them exclusive? Yeah, Baldur's Gate is going to be an exclusive. Nobody cares about... You know, Serious Sam is a, is a great game, but Baldur's Gate is super famous. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to pull people in. I mean, because at that point, you know, it's going to be like, well, that's where games go to die, like the tar pits, the dinosaurs. <laughs> it's like, it's like, why do that? I mean, if you're going to, I mean, I'm like, why would they, I mean, what, what did they pay for that? Like, 
I don't know. Just, just blows my mind. I don't know. Baldur's Gate. I haven't played Baldur's Gate in eons. <laughs> Actually, I'll be honest. I haven't played it, but uh, I've seen screens, uh, screenshots, and video of the you know the latest one. It does look pretty cool. So, I mean, I don't have a Stadia, but I'll keep up to date on it. It's definitely catching my eye. Yeah, I love I love Baldur's Gate, the Baldur's Gate series. Um, uh, it was big. Uh, well, it first came to consoles, I believe, uh, when the the original Xbox came out on the PlayStation Two. We're talking Baldur's Gate, and then Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance came out. Um, so yeah, very famous, very popular games. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay, guys, I think on that note, that about does it for tonight's show. And really, I mean, really entertaining show. Uh, you know, great talk tonight on all kinds of topics and even going a little off track at times. But, hey, guys, it made for some pretty good commentary. Uh, again, the topics range from new scoring gameplay, teases from uh, Phil Spencer on Game Pass tiers, and an Xbox streaming stick, and so much more. And I gotta say a huge shout-out to everyone that joined us tonight. Uh, Really lively chat, as per usual. Uh, And guys, if you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a like, sharing this episode out on social media, and subscribe for more TXR content. Again, wonderful show. I can't say that enough. Now let's get to the panel outros. And of course, I'll start with our guest, Wilmy Hood. Wilmy, it was a real treat having you on the show. And I really appreciate your down-to-earth commentary on everything. I love the stuff that you do on your podcast, Gaming Beyond the Box, with uh, Fork Boy and all the crew there. Where can everybody uh, find your content and follow you at? Oh, that's super easy. You can find me every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern at Gaming Beyond the Box. And that is on, just look up Wilmy Hood on YouTube. You can find me on every game console besides Stadia. (laughs) Yeah, I just canceled it. And you can find me on Steam and the Epic Store. All under Wilmy Hood. And Twitter, right? That's your Twitter handle because you you have a very entertaining and comical timeline, I must say, on Twitter. (laughs) The funny part, man, I have 50,000 people blocked. And I oh. still see, see <laughs> stupid people every day, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually had a guy come at me this morning. He's like, well, I can't believe you don't do console wars, man. That's stupid. That's being a coward. I'm like, you're being a dumbass. Get off my feed. So, yeah, people, I don't know, man. Social media, it worries you at times. Go figure those keyboard warriors, man. Never fails daily. 24-7. Hey. I'm a keyboard warrior. Shut up. <laughs> no, you're it's a troll. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, but thanks, Wilmy, for joining us. Uh, we'll definitely have you on again at some point, uh, buddy. Uh, oh, and before I forget, uh, Victor. Victor Allestein with the $5 Super Chat support. Would Sonic, wor- would Sonic work in an Ori-like format? What do you guys uh, think? That would be something. Hell yeah! I wouldn't mind seeing them uh, changing up, Adam adding some uh, Sonic DLC into Ori in the Will of the Wisp. How about this? I I got a better one for you. How about Moon Studios makes a Sonic game? There you go. Well, that would definitely be a spin on things. Yeah, that would work too. 
I'm just thinking of like a Moon Studios, yeah, a, st- a styled um, like Sonic game in the vein of Ori, and just like seeing all that mm-hmm. detail, like not pixelated, but like you know, in that Ori kind of a hand-drawn style. And man, I actually would be really, really interested in seeing that. It would know. be cool. I don't know. Might have to talk to Phil about that. Then again, they're buying Sega, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, that's a uh, that's pretty interesting. Victor gets the uh, the thoughts going. But uh, all right, we'll move right along to the TXR yeah. panel now. And uh, Megatron, buddy, I'll start with you uh, again. Really good show tonight. Where can everybody follow you at? Hey, hey, as always, man, you can hit me up on Twitter, Megatron underscore one nine seven five. And as always, too, when I'm gaming, man, you want to jump in? We can play some Rocket League, which I played. Uh, last I had the pleasure of playing last night with my uh, great friend Paris, guy with a big Megatron, heart, huge family I guy. Lie, Megatron, man, you're on Destiny Two, waiting for Phil to jump on. Oh, stop! Waiting, it. waiting for him. <laughs> oh my god, that's a good time too, by the way. But that's just a more personal thing. Don't listen, ignore Jeremy. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, like I said, you know, um, hit me up anytime you want to play some games. And uh, yeah, that's it. You know, Jeremy just threw me off. I had so much to say towards the end, but now I can't remember anything. Cause he's just like, "That's it. He got under my skin." <laughs> well, you know, he has a habit of doing that, but you know, we still uh, put up with him, right? <laughs> we do. All right, uh, moving down the list here. Okay, I'll uh, I'll move on to Jeremy next, buddy. Uh, again, some uh, really good commentary tonight. Where can everybody find you at? Yes, you can find me on Xbox at Downer Space J. You can also find me on Twitter at Lone Master Who Zero Seven Wilmihood. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Even though you brought absolutely nothing to the table tonight, um, but thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> there's another. There's there's another block for you, Wilmihood. When you get off. <laughs> That's what I gotta mean, love this guy. Really, yes, it was awesome to have you on too. By the way, before I was really cut off by Jeremy, so I'll cut him off and say thanks for coming through, bro. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for saving him. By the way, yeah. <laughs> uh, buddy, buddy, buddy. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on to Centurion, buddy. Fifty Cent, awesome show, pal. Where can everybody follow you? Oh man, for uh, those wanting to, you could definitely find me uh, at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox, and Twitter. And thank you to Wilmingood for being here. Awesome guy, very generous dude. Every interaction I've had with him has been absolutely awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Boy, he, he's not here anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Well, I, don't know. I love the main master, Wilmy Hood. Uh, you know, seeing his uh, posts on Twitter kind of gets me through the day, to be honest. I kind of li- really like his stuff um, and his humor. As always, guys, I'm Invader. You guys can follow my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming, and you can find me on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Great show tonight, fellas, and we cannot wait to see you all here next Sunday. Good night, guys. Happy Halloween.